episode of Inside SFPS. My name is Cody Donarski, Public Information Officer with Santa Fe Public Schools. And today I am joined once again by Superintendent Larry Chavez. Superintendent, how are you today? I'm doing well, Cody. How are you? I'm doing good. We are here. We're doing a little bit of a different episode with winter coming around now. Uh, fall's ending. Winter is here. That means inclement weather is on its way. We're actually recording this on the Monday before this comes out, right after there was some snowfall here in Santa Fe. So we want to go over some of our protocols, what the district does for inclement weather procedures, delays, closures, stuff like that. So on a day like today, inclement weather is on the way. We knew about it this weekend. What are kind of the gears and the wheels happening behind the scenes? Well, I think this is great timing. You and I talked about this, I think in January, and now coming back around, just making sure that our parents, families, community, and students and staff are well aware of the process in order to call a delay or even a closure. So as you mentioned, Cody, uh, we we watch and monitor the forecasts daily, and especially when there is inclement weather, such as snow predicted. And when there's snow predicted, our district team reviews the weather forecast daily, if not hourly. And if it's very evident that we will need to delay or close school the following day, okay? So if we're talking about today, we're talking about Tuesday, making a decision for we want to send out public notices no later than 10 o'clock at night. Again, that's in the most severe cases of weather, such as freezing conditions, wet and icy roads, but also the accumulation on the roads, in the trees, in the playgrounds, on the grass. It's really about what's on the road. So if it is very evident the night prior to us canceling school, then we will make that call at 10 o'clock Uh, However, if it's not evident the previous night, what we want to do is is start to look at the road conditions about four o'clock in the morning. We have road crews going out, monitoring driving routes, checking snowpack conditions, checking ice, checking the wetness and also the temperature for our transportation department to really determine whether or not it's safe for our buses to go out to transport kids. So once we're doing that, communication begins roughly about 4.30 throughout the morning. We start to get phone calls and text messages that reports back to us what the conditions look like, weather, on the road, and also what it looks like in the hours leading up to the start of the school day. So once we do that, we start to consult with our city and county officials looking at road conditions, uh, what time is, is are the salting or the cindering of roads, what time that will begin. And then we start discussing in-house what does it look like as far as a delay or closure. Our goal is always to communicate as close to 6 a.m. as possible. So I think that's very important for everybody to hear out there. 6 a.m. is really our cutoff time to make a decision on whether or not we're going to close or delay schools. Uh, the reason is, is because our transportation department, our bus drivers, start to head out to our furthest destinations to pick up kids, such as Madrid, Tezuque, some of the outlying areas, you know, as far out as the foothills on the east side areas of town as well. They start to be picked up early in the morning. So our bus drivers start to head out to those remote locations as early as six o'clock. And so by the time we call a snow delay or closure, they're already prepared to go out or cancel and start a delay. So again, it's 10 o'clock the night before. If it's very evident of weather conditions or it's six o'clock the next morning, if the weather forecast is predicted to drop snow overnight. 
Now, when we make these calls um, and, you know, I'm on these text threads, so I'm pretty familiar with how this process works. But for those who are listening, what goes into the difference between calling a delay and calling a closure? I think the biggest uh, difference is temperature, temperature, especially on the roads. A delay means that the the icing or de-icing of roads, cindering of roads, and the temperatures will increase so we won't, will not see ice on the roads, making it a difficult and dangerous transportation of students and uh, staff to and from school. So I think that's the big difference between the two. If we're monitoring and the roads are frozen, conditions are not going to to rise, then we will consider a closure. Now, again, it's really based on road conditions, safety of road conditions to transport kids from home to school and back from school to home. So if you're seeing a big dump of snow during the, the day, the instructional day, but road temperatures are high enough where it's not going to melt and freeze over, then we'll continue to remain in our schools as that's probably the safest environment during weather conditions uh, rather than getting them out on the roads and trying to get them home. One of the things kind of touching on that is, you know, we'll say six inches to a foot comes down at noon. Are we going to let kids out early? You know, are we going to delay school or close school or release kids early just because snow dumped into the midday area? And and that's always a question that we received in our offices and probably at our school sites. So as we go back and we talk about when when students are starting to be picked up, I mean, it's as early as 6.15. So as a, a matter of practice, once they're on the road, we will continue to move forward with the start on a normal schedule. I mean, once we move forward, our reasoning is that it's too risky to return the, the kids back home. Parents are off to work. Parents may be commuting. So dropping them back off where they were picked up creates a bigger risk as to, is somebody home? to watch and monitor them or receive them, especially for our youngest kids. So we don't want to have them walk home, run into the risk of having a locked home or can't get in and then they're freezing outside. So again, the sites, school sites are our safest location during these weather storms. And as we start going through school and you start seeing through the school day and you start seeing the, the snow start to come down harder. You start to see accumulation, you know, in different areas of town or in your yard. Again, it's really whether or not the roads are frozen and also whether or not the temperatures will continue to drop. And again, if we're delaying or if we're continuing to move forward without canceling school in the middle of the school day, it's really about assessing the risk, the risk factor in students, especially secondary students who drive. Is it too risky and putting them in harm's way to send them home during the middle of a snowstorm? And so rather than saying, yes, go home right in the middle of the storm, visibility could be down to zero. Uh, you could see snow-packed roads and the icy conditions. The safest precaution is just to remain in school, proceed as normal, and hope that the, the storm passes over and the temperatures rise. And I think an important point to make is that we do give parents and guardians the option to pick up their students if they are concerned for their safety or they would prefer that they be at home and not in school. We do give parents the option to come and pick their student up in the middle of the day if they think that's what's best. Absolutely. And, and also, just like today when we're talking about uh, snow delays in different areas of town, you will see the weather conditions vary from one side to the other. Uh, the area of town that we see extreme weather conditions, such as uh, this morning at 
El Dorado, Atalaya, and some other some other school communities. Tesuque. We will also cancel or not count against a student showing up tardy, and so those tardies will 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 not be uh, counted. We will forgive those individuals if they want to wait out the storm a little bit. Uh, we understand that parents need to make this decision and what's best for their family as far as safety. And so we're understanding of that as well and want to work with the families to ensure that we want them in school, but we want them there when they feel it's safe to get them there. When something like that happens, when the mountains, the Eldorados, the Adelias, the Tasukes are the ones getting hit with snow, like was the case this morning, what goes into that decision? Because when I was driving in um, around eight o'clock there, I was driving on the south side, I was going down airport and... There wasn't anything really there. There was a little dusting on the side of the road. But for those in Adelaide, I'm assuming theirs was a different experience. So when you're making a call for a delay or for a closure, what are kind of the circumstances and the factors that go into that? Well, on a rare occasion like today, we'll cancel or call a delay for a specific school area or school community. Uh, typically, we want to stay uniform because of the routes and how the routes are interconnected from one elementary to another or even to secondary. So it really causes disruption in our transportation routes and delivery service. And what we want to do is really stay uniformed at the safest possible method that we can in, in regards to getting students from home to schools. Uh, in today's case, there was a power out outage at Adelaide and in that school community. So rather than um, having all students show up when the building was dark and cold, we did say we will call a two-hour delay for that school community specifically because of the power outage. Uh, typically, as we move through these things, we won't have those power outages, but we want to make sure our students are safe and warm. We were even looking at transporting our students from Adelaide to a neighboring elementary school who did not have the power outage that Adelaide was experiencing to ensure that they can continue with their education, but in a safe warm and lit environment. Now, we were lucky enough that Adelaide's power was turned back on or actually, I guess, re-engaged. Um, restored, yeah. And, yeah, restored in the, in the community as well to really start warming up the building again and having uh, the lights necessary to move forward. So again, it's, it's a, a one-off uh, as far as the Adelaide two-hour delay, but we want to look at it district-wide and then we want to look at it school-specific. And if it means that we may have to call a delay for El Dorado uh, with the next storm coming in, then we'll take a look at that and, and make those decisions on an individual basis. But again, it's really based on transportation of students, road conditions, temperatures, salt or cindering of the roads, and also what the forecast looks like as we move through the day. And that's what I was just going to say is that a lot of this is forecasting. You know, when we're looking, when we're talking at 4.30 in the morning, it's what is what are the conditions going to be like at 8 o'clock? What are the conditions going to be like at 9 o'clock? Are they going to be improving by 10 o'clock? Or if we were to call a delay by 10 o'clock, the roads would be safe and clear, you know, clear enough to get students to school safely. Um, and the same thing was happening this morning with Adelaide. As soon as we called the two-hour delay, we were immediately starting to look, okay, what would a closure look like? Right. What would we need to do? Do we need to, as you mentioned, transport these kids to a different location? If the, if 
uh, power isn't restored by a certain time. We have to let families know. We right. have to give a certain heads up. So a lot of this is forecasting. You know, we're not meteorologists, no. but we're having to look at the weather and kind of predict what's going to happen to give enough time for communication, to give families enough time for planning, and to see what's kind of going to roll out. And I just want to add, Cody, you know, we, we've talked about students right now, but uh, the other part of decision-making uh, protocols is looking at whether or not it's safe for our employees to drive to school or their workplace. It could be a district building. And so we want to make sure that uh, our employees know that when we're looking at this, it's just not student-based. It's also employee-based uh, decision and making sure that it's safe for them to go to school or work. But again, it, it's all dependent on where you live. Yeah. Uh, you could be a commuter, you could live within Santa Fe, and at your home, it, it may be dumping, but elsewhere it's just not, or your place of, of work is not. So we ask supervisors to be flexible, be understanding, understand that it may take a little more time to get to work if you live in an area of town or a, a commuter and you have snow on your way to work. So it's it's all these challenges. And, you know, winter used to be my favorite my favorite season <laughs> until I became superintendent. And I cannot wait for winter to end. Calling snow days, looking at weather reports, sleepless nights, all goes into these winter months. But again, we want to make sure our staff, our students are safe. They're safe and warm in our school buildings. And also it's safe for them to commute to school and then back home. So that's always, always at the forefront of making these decisions. One of the other things, too, just piggybacking off of that that I want to mention is that when we do close school, the whole district doesn't close. It's just the school site. I don't know. I mean, in my three years, I can't think of a time when the district closed as well. So for any employees that are listening that are district personnel, when we do close schools, we're closing schools, school site personnel, stuff like that. But any district site personnel right. um, would still report to work that day. Yeah. And I just want to you know reiterate what we mentioned earlier, 10 o'clock the night before, important time frame to, to remember because that will be the first kind of trigger, if you want to call it that, on whether or not we're going to call a delay or a closure. If you do not hear from us at 10 o'clock at night, or you don't see it reported on the news, social media, our website, then the next time is going to be six in the morning. We're hoping no later than six to make a decision. But again, if you don't hear from the district by six o'clock in the morning, that means we are moving forward as scheduled. And Cody, uh, if I leave anything out, please add in. I know we send it to the news stations. Correct. We put post it on our our website and also Correct. the school's website, Correct. social media platforms, and then we'll even send out remind messages. So these are all different ways for us to communicate whether or not um, you're going to have a delay or closure. Now, remember, if you don't receive any of these messages, that means we're, we're moving forward as is. Or if you don't receive those messages, one, check your remind, make sure your contact information is up to date. You know, with the inclement weather season coming up, getting these messages to you is even more important than ever. So please check your remind, log into your remind, make sure your contact information is up to date. Check to make sure that your text and email notifications are on. Um, I know that is something that um, I've been working with some parents about and some schools about. Make sure that you go into your settings, your notifications, and make sure that the little bell is on next to your text and email notifications to make sure you are getting those text or emails. If you do not receive a message from us, check our Facebook. Our Facebook um, will have the update. Check our website. When you log into the website, 
on a day of maybe inclement weather, you should see a big pop-up that says schools are two-hour delay or at the closure. If there is no pop-up, if there is no kind of big thing stopping you when you get into the website, school's on as normal. And then you can check the news stations, KOAT, KRQE, KOB. I think some of the news station or the, the radio stations in town, KSuave, KSFR, pick it up. Um, so there's, there's so many ways to figure out what is going on at the school. So if you don't hear from us or check the news at 10 o'clock, check our website, check our Facebook, any of our social media platforms. If you don't say anything by 10, you know, get up a little bit early the next morning, look to see if you have a message from us. If not, you know, check the website, pretty much check any platform where you can find yep. the district. If, if you know the district somewhere, we're probably putting that message out about uh, inclement weather delays or closures. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. And I agree hundred percent. Just keep checking. Um, and again, those times are 10 o'clock the previous night, six o'clock in the morning, the day of, and then if you don't see any messages going out, it's just proceeding as scheduled. Yep. And one of the other things too, we've had one or two instances of this. So I think it's important to bring up is the case of where we call a delay to see if the weather conditions improve. And by seven or eight o'clock, we notice that those conditions are not improving. So then we close for the rest of the day. Talk a little bit about what we do in a situation like that. Yeah, Cody, and thanks for bringing that up. So we, we mentioned the 10 p.m., the 6 a.m., but also we may be calling a delay, as you mentioned, to see if the temperatures rise, see if road conditions improve. If that is not the case, then by eight o'clock, we're going to call uh, another delay or closure as we move forward. Um, even at eight o'clock, we will say proceeding as is to include the two hour delay. So at eight o'clock is uh, the last message that comes out and it's really to confirm that we will open two hours later or we will close for the rest of the day. So I guess that's a third time that you need to be monitoring not only our social media platforms or my messages, but our websites, because uh, those are the three time frames that we are uh, triggers that we have in place in order to notify our community. One of the things that I want to check with you to see if we want to bring up when we're in the middle of calling a delay or, you know, looking at the weather, it's important to note that the reception desk, that 467-2000 number that people reach out to, uh, no one is monitoring the phone that early in the morning. No one is reporting to work at that time. So if you are trying to call us at 6.37 o'clock to see, hey, our school's closed. Hey, we don't see a message. There's no one at the reception desk. So, you know, we're not ignoring you. We're not trying to throw you in all different directions. We just, no one's monitoring the phone. And then if there is a two hour delay, which pushes the start of school past 10 o'clock, employees are again, giving that leeway for employees. Some site employees may not be reporting right at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, maybe closer towards 930. Mm -hmm. So again, someone may not be monitoring that line. So if you are looking to see if schools are closed, if there is a delay, please check the, the other resources that we mentioned, remind messages, social media, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, our websites, the school websites will have it and the news station. So just want to make sure. Yeah. Good point, Cody, uh, because I get in pretty early, no matter if there's snow or not. And I hear the phones uh, going off. So I think just to reiterate, check social media, check our websites, check your remind messages. That's where you will be first notified to include TV stations and the local radio stations. If you're calling the, the front desk to find out whether or not there's a delay, cancellation, or we're moving forward as scheduled and it's before eight o'clock, then you will probably not re reach someone and it's just uh, better. And you would receive the information a lot quicker by going through these other means that we've just discussed. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Superintendent, for joining us. Hopefully we have a fairly mild and uneventful winter. I hope that's the case uh, based on our two two snow showers, storms, whatever you want to call it in the before the middle of November is hope, uh, not looking good for us. So thank you for joining us. Look forward to it. I appreciate it, Cody. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate everyone else listening to Inside SFPS. <laughs>